Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The Volume. What's up, y'all? T-Bob Bear here, host of Snaps, presented by FanDuel. And we all know football season's rolling right along. It's kind of sad, already halfway through. And there's no better place to get in on the action than at FanDuel. Okay, the app is awesome, man. It's safe, it's secure, it's easy to use. The boost that they always got. I mean, I love the Thursday night same-game parlay. Just $10 free. Just get a free $10 bet for a same-game parlay. Juice it up as much as you want, right? That's just one of many exclusives offers. When you win, you'll get paid quickly. And there's so many ways to play. Spread, money line, over, unders, totals, props, everything and then if you're like me you procrastinate you lose check of time you can jump into the action during the game with live betting so use the promo code snaps and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season yo what's going on everyone oh i just realized i moved my camera i'll be back in a second yo what's up everybody welcome in it is uh tuesday November 15th, 2022, Aaron Murray has still not had a baby. Therefore, he is still here on snaps. I myself am now two weeks away from having a baby. I'm a bit uh, utterly terrified to be once again welcoming in a new human being onto this earth. Uh, For the third time, I will do my best to try to not screw it up, just like all of these college football teams are going to do their best to not screw it up over the next couple of weeks, as in many ways, Aaron, they look to give birth as well. Birth to a playoff, well, birth, right? That's what they call it, right? So who will do it? It'll be some of the discussion that we'll have today. Uh, I hope you are all having a wonderful day. If I seem a little panicky, lost the camera right before, but we are back. Shout out to uh, FanDuel Sportsbook app for having us on here. This is Snaps. If you sign up for FanDuel, use the promo code SNAPS. But um, obviously, this is your new favorite daily college football podcast. And if you're listening, review your podcast, rate it and review it. If you're watching on YouTube, 
Shout out the Volume Sports YouTube channel. Subscribe, like the video. All this stuff helps grow it. I see a lot of our favorite people in here already. More and more could come in and join us every single day. What's up, Kirby? What's up, Dylan? What's up, Yep? It's me, y'all, Bilbo, Andy, Jay. Uh, is it Kirby? There we go. I, Caleb, in here now. Matthew Holmes, Rick Rowland. Shout out to everybody uh, hanging out. And uh, Jared, Arid, I can't. Anyway, thank you to you all. Please continue to spread the good word. I'm one of your hosts, T-Bob Bear. Your other host is SEC legend, Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, brother? How are we feeling today? I'm feeling good. I, I don't appreciate Andy J in the chat, though, saying no way Georgia repeats. Aaron Murray jinxed them with the three-peat talk. Yep. No. Yep. Too much. Too don't much. Be, Way too much. Georgia dude. fans, I said it last yep. year before they played Alabama, don't be scared. You walk into the stadium, you put your chest up, your shoulders back, you walk in there like you're the big dogs that you are, and you go win the damn thing this year. You go win the damn thing next year. You're the best team in America. None of this jinx crap. It's confidence, T-Bob. I ain't mm -hmm. jinxing mm -hmm. anyone. I'm putting mm -hmm. it in the damn universe. They're the best team in America. Say it with your chest. Say yeah, it with your yeah. Chest. Uh, that's all well and good. And you know what? To your point, maybe the best team actually wins in college football more often than not, which you cannot say about most sports. So maybe they don't because we don't actually play a payoff. So how could we possibly know? Uh, but you are getting a little fat and cocky, Aaron. It took you all 40 years in between the last one. And now you're just calling for three peats. Like, man, mm. come on. Mm. Once you lose to Quavius, uh, who knows what's going to happen. You're going to have some sexy five-star that you are thinking, oh, this is going to be the guy, and then Kirby's going to ruin him with some boring-ass offense. He's going to leave and go to Ohio State and throw 50 touchdowns. Wait, we already – that already happened, didn't it? Uh, oh, well, it doesn't but, matter. But, 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 but didn't win a natty, though. But did not win a natty. Did not win a natty. That is – this is true. Well, and it's funny that you uh, start here, Aaron. Uh, do you think jinxes are real? Uh, I No, okay, to be painfully clear, I loathe jinx people. Uh, me and my wife make fun of them all the time. Like somebody who wants to like change his shirt at halftime and then you hear him after the game drink with their buddies like, bro, I mean, remember that? I mean, like, remember when I changed that shirt? Dude, I feel like the game. I mean, I don't know. I feel like things got to change after that. Or I've got like a bunch of Alabama friends who do this incredibly douchey thing that they call turning the tide and it's where they get all together and they film themselves uh doing a shotgun together and not only are they all terrible at shotgunning their 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 little baby throats like it, it takes them at least 10 seconds but <laughs> uh they have actually convinced themselves they've truly convinced themselves that um they have been responsible for some of the alabama comebacks through the years, although for whatever reason, I don't know why this would be the case, turning the tide has not worked in Alabama's two losses this year, Aaron. It's very funny. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's almost like they were never responsible for anything in the first place. Uh, I, I just, Alabama and Dushy just roll off the tongue so well for you, T-Bob, when you say it. I just, I don't know if it's the LSU hate, the emphasis on either one of the words, I don't know, but it, it does sound good coming from you. I, I, I don't believe in jinxes, but I do believe and like I, I believe in, in certain things that I would do during the before the game. Um, I'm drawing a blank of the word right now, but like I would I would always have a uh, rhythm and cadence to my day before a game. Like if I didn't do yeah, this, I would That's kind of fine. be thrown off. Yeah, routine. Yeah, I had a routine, but there was never like a I jinxed us because I did this. Like I remember when was it? This was this was the SC championship game. This is back in 2012, and one of my 
my left guard, Dallas Lee, his parents also had another son named Dylan Lee. Dallas Dylan Lee was, a was your left guard? Dallas Lee was my left guard. Buck Dylan and Dallas Lee. They went to Buford and F Buford for life. Buford. That's how I feel. Oh, uh, my Anyways, back God. to the story. Oh, so Dylan went to Alabama. He was Even though Dylan so- Lee and Bentley are maybe the most beautiful couple in the entire world, if you've they ever are. seen Dylan yeah. and his wife, who's one of my yes. best friends, little sisters. Anyway, sorry, continue. Yes, thank you. Screw uh, Lee's, screw Buford. Shut up, T-Bob. All right, here we go. Back to the story of jinxing. All right. So their parents of two kids in that game, opposite teams, Lisa and Rob were on our sidelines. These are the parents. We're on the Georgia sideline. Third, four, four, beginning of fourth quarter, they look at us and say, hey, game's over. Game's over. Georgia's going to win to my parents. We're going to go say, some friend, you know, say hi to some friends over there in the Alabama sideline. They leave, go to the other sideline. We end up losing the football game. My wow. dad claims that Lisa and Rob jinxed us from winning the national wow. championship a little bit too premature with the celebration. So, so they love Dylan more than they, Dallas is all that story yes, told me. Essentially they purposely what they were trying to say. Dylan. Yes. Wow. Unbelievable, dude. The I told hey, Casa Sanetti. Did I just tell you not to trust him, Aaron? See, mm, if only you mm. had known me years ago, I could have helped head all, the, all of this off and you would have had a national championship and maybe in some alternate universe, I too would have. Uh, second national championship, but uh, alas, it was not meant to be. Derek mm-hmm. Walker says, biggest threat to Georgia is ourselves. God, I can already feel y'all becoming the douchebags that Alabama currently is. But, 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 that said, Aaron. Your Georgia is- friends will, will soon be downing the dogs as they shotgun <laughs> beers. To, you know, in, in, before There's, we know I it. I don't know if it's downing the dogs, but I, but I feel you, bro. I'm like, there is, there is something there. It there, was my first attempt. There. You know, no, we're, I know, we're I know. Maybe it's like, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think, I think, I think the Georgia people are, are a different breed of people than say the people mm-hmm. there in Alabama or the people yeah, there in sure. Louisiana as well. So, well, we're, that's we're, cla- the funny we're, we're, thing. we're a classy group of fans. Yes. Yes. Where here, you know. yeah, Aaron, you are hitting on one of my favorite parts of being an SEC football fan is the complete lack of self-awareness that every single fan base has as we call out every other fan base for being like entitled or they're douchebags or they're jerks or they're dumb or they're like you know they're the classless and then you, you but but not not to i not to me and my people so give, give me uh, give me give me what what, what from an outsider's perspective please tell me Tell me what what's the knock on Georgia fans right right now before before we go on this incredible run and then you want to call us douchey for being winners, what is the big knock from the outside world about what Georgia fans are? Y'all are adult humans that sit there and actually bark at other adult humans. <laughs> and even beyond that, for years, you've been yelling about how good Georgia is without winning a championship. That's why y'all winning a championship is maybe even extra dangerous because y'all had a sense of entitlement that you never even earned. Like you always thought you were great, but y'all had never actually proven it. So now that you actually are, you're going to be more insufferable than ever. (laughs) But look, again, 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 that's my favorite part about the SEC is because this is all pot calling the kettle black. Okay. Uh, I fully understand that LSU is just as aggressive and douchey and annoying. Mm. But again, these are my people. So I don't believe it. And y'all are wrong. And I am right. 
And that is how the world works. Uh, should humans bark at other humans? That's a, that's a very good, it's a very good question, Aaron. Aaron, when was the last adult human that you barked at? Oh, like once a week, I bark at someone. <laughs> I always wonder, like, what what what's an appropriate response? Like, you know, everyone goes around yelling like "Roll Tide" at each other, like "Roll Tide, Roll Tide, Roll Tide," and then you, know, you walk around Atlanta or Athens, someone says like "Go Dogs, Go Dogs." And, you know, I still get recognized when I'm out in public. So I'm like, hey, Aaron, go dogs. So I always ask my wife, like, what, what would someone do if I, like, looked at them super early aggressive, like, in Target and just start barking at them? That, like, would they appreciate that? Would they be freaked out? Would they, like, grab their kid and like, kind of pull them closer? Um, I, I usually just say go dogs back. Yeah, obviously, that's what you should do as a normal adult. But it is infinitely funnier. If you just start barking, bark. if, if you just start barking at people, <laughs> yes, yes, dude, but like really get into it. Yeah. Don't go really self-conscious. Do it like you're an actor in a scene. Just randomly bark at the next person who says, go dogs at me. And see what oh happens. my God, dude. That is uh fantastic. You know what? I'm going to vote yes on this poll. Should humans bark at other humans? Because honestly, <laughs> this kind of dumb stuff is what makes college football so much fun. It is one of the wonderful quirks of sport while we love this all much, uh, so much. Um, and, and in fact, I'm honestly a little jealous that I don't have like a tiger call that I could, that I could do to someone like a T-Bot. I want to ask you just, just, just sticking on the, the love for the fans, the excitement of the games. There's a there's a significantly big difference in money when it comes to the NFL and college and, and TV rights. And yeah, I know the TV deals for college is, is, you know, some of these deals are incredible from, you know, the new deal with the SEC and ESPN to the new deal with the Big 12 and, and the Big 10, all that stuff. Is the NFL really that much better in your opinion? When it comes to oh. just the complete entertainment of an entire day from the tailgating, the experience of tailgating to if you're sitting at home watching it, I just feel like the product that the, 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 the college product is just a little bit undervalued when it comes to some of these t the TV money and the difference between the NFL and college. Okay. If we're talking about why the value is as high as it is, I think like that's like like better is a question of taste right and to me yes. we're obviously incredibly biased in this regard uh first off we grew up in the south which regionally the south arguably likes college football more than the nfl except for maybe some pockets arguably again i don't think that's like a 100 yeah. rule but the rest of the country tends to like nfl better also we both played college football which i think probably infects our opinion obviously now you played in the nfl as well aaron so um you have seen both sides of it uh to me it's just a numbers game though right there are 32 nfl teams versus 130 something college teams and that exclusivity um i think it makes it easier for people to get into if i just flip on uh if i if i just flip on the tv on sunday and i see um thinking a random matchup commanders ravens right I still will have narrative touchstones like, oh, I know who Lamar Jackson is. Uh, I know the commanders are a complete joke organizationally, even though nice win by Heineke last night. Uh, whereas if you flip on like uh, even like a good thing, like a Coastal Carolina versus Liberty or or you can go even go bigger than that. Right. Like most people wouldn't yeah. know a name in like Iowa State versus Colorado. And, and and so I think as as just a boots on the ground average American human being, 
it's much easier to keep up with something like the NFL. And then obviously because of ownership and the, the team, it, it's just got, it's got way more money in it on a per team basis as well. Well, I get, I, I get what, why it's more, but I, I just think that there's a, a, a really big gap. And I do, I don't think to me, the NFL and then the product is yes, it's better. And everything that you just said makes a hundred percent sense to me, but I just think the gap is, is bigger than what it should be. Like I, I still think for how much money yeah. college football is going to be getting with these new deals. I still think it's undervalued when you, when you do compare it to what the NFL is getting with those deals. Like it's not the NFL. This is below that. Yes. We, we constantly turn on ESPN and what are they talking about? Most of the time they're talking about the NFL. They're talking about professional sports. That's just the way it is. And that's still to me, there is an opportunity for an ESPN or a CBS sports, or even us on our podcast to continue to grow for people to, to hear and learn more about college football. And if they do watch Saturdays and they do put on a random game, on any given Saturday, that the 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 storylines are just as juicy, the excitement on the field is just as good, and I think the entertainment value honestly is better because it's not perfect. Mm. Like the, like the yeah. script mm. of an NFL game is usually so perfect. Like Heard I go you. back to LSU versus Florida State game, it was so ugly and shitty, it was amazing. Mm. And how many yeah. times do we get that every single Saturday where the games are just like, man, this is so bad, it's so much fun to watch. And like so you look, know what you're going to get first for every for every NFL game. You know, yeah, and, and, and NFL is, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's higher quality football, like you said. Yeah. NFL, I've always said it too, has that almost Mario Kart rubber band effect where, like, you know, if you're an eighth in Mario Kart, uh, you're going to get a star, you're going to get a lightning, uh, you're going to get a bullet bill. If you're in first or second, you're getting a single banana, a single green shells, or three bananas and three green shells, right? Like, the NFL's ability to finish close is unparalleled, which is also one of the reasons why it's exciting to interest to gamble on. But at the end of the day, if we're just talking money, it ultimately is just a ratings thing, right? Yeah. I mean, like, the highest-rated college game of the year this year, I think that Georgia-Tennessee passed up Alabama-Tennessee, uh, Georgia Tennessee had 13 million uh, people watch that game uh, average, and and then I think you compare that to the NFL. I mean, I think they're yeah they're they're basically at that or beating that weekly, and yeah. that's Cowboys Packers that's probably did 28 million this. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's like you know that's some big brands right do? there though. Uh, this is a little surprising though. Uh, last week's highest rated game was actually LSU Arkansas. Uh, not not a lot, three point five seven million. Georgia Mississippi State right behind at three point three. Go Tigers! Uh, you know, obviously LSU much bigger brand than Georgia. Um, you just also think like the the amount of games that are on TV every week. So like it's like me if I don't buy the NFL package, I get two games. I get two games at one, fair. And two games at four. So like I have to watch one or the other. Most people in the country have that package. We're like at a, a 12 o'clock slate right now with a basic TV pageant that I'd have through Hulu. I can watch ESPN, ESPN2, mm-hmm. ESPNU, uh, CBS, Fox, NBC. Like there's probably seven, eight games that you could watch at any given time. So like if you're, if you're someone that just wants to watch football, you have more options at every single slot during a Saturday. For Sunday, it's one of two. If I want to watch football, I get one of two options usually. So yes, okay. the number should be higher per game for that So. Reason. I, I would still be interested. I would still be interested. Like combine to, all the numbers. I would put out what, what's the, that, that's what I want to see. If you, if you combine the, the numbers, games. I, I, I still think, I still think that the NFL would be significantly higher, but I don't know. Look in terms of just like, 
what I enjoy again, because this is a fun little freewheeling conversation here. Um, I enjoy college football more because like you said, Aaron, I do enjoy the, the more wild, rougher nature of it. Like, like you yes. would never see the fumble scoop and score that happened in TCU, Texas to make that game somewhat exciting at the end uh, in the NFL. That's just an error that just doesn't happen. You mentioned something like LSU, Florida State. Uh, and then the other thing I love is I love the almost medieval sort of um, – well, I, I love all the quirks, right? I love the bands. Yep. I love all the chants. I love all the songs. Like a, a great college game day. The stadiums. Feels, I think the stadiums yes, are better. Yes, stadiums are yeah. awesome. Well, it's because, look, in college stadiums, they're still packing you in on like these little benches and telling you to sit yeah. six inches next to the other person. Whereas like if you're trying to get people in an NFL game a lot of times nowadays, you need to have quality, right? They need they need a little more yeah. room. They need better seats. You got to have great Wi-Fi, which, you know, college stadiums are also trying to do as well. But um, but certainly yes, like it, you, you don't get a hundred thousand, you don't get Neeland, uh, in the NFL, uh, or 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 you don't get like when LSU was finally packed against Alabama and was over one hundred thousand, you don't get that in the NFL certainly. So no, I mean look, that's what I love is that to me, a great college football game day feels like, um, like a medieval tournament day. Right. There's there's all kind of exciting and exotic uh, smells and sounds in the air and everybody's wearing their kind of tribalism colors. Right. And there's this other group of people who come from out of town, sometimes from way out of town. And all of a sudden they show up on the horizon and they're wearing different colors and they're singing different songs. And all of this electricity builds up throughout the day as you're shopping wares and drinking delicious drinks and tasting delicious foods and everybody's catcalling and yelling. It's just a cacophony of brilliance. And then at the end of the day, it ends in the tilt, the joust, where there can be only one winner, the simulated combat where honor and glory is to be had if you can take it from your opponent. That is why I love college football. And at least here in the South, I think a lot of those same feelings ring true in maybe the North yep. when it comes to the NFL, but in the South, it does feel like sometimes the NFL is a bit less um, uh, passionate. Now, some teams like the Saints are kind of exception to this, but like yeah. you know, a lot of times if the local NFL the Falcons, team I'll tell you this down one, here, the, the the Falcons are significantly lower on the totem pole than than Georgia yes. football. Like that was surprising to me. Like you you get to Georgia and it's 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 the dogs, it's yeah. the Braves. It is maybe United and then the Falcons together with the Hawks. Like those three are kind of almost same level to me. And I know the Falcons if obviously the, hasn't had a, had a ton of success. That's a problem. But like it is a significant gap, in my opinion, from where fans in this state view Georgia football compared to where they view the Falcons. Well, yeah. I mean, look, if if the Falcons lose, a lot of people are just going to be like, oh, it sucks and go on about their day. If Georgia loses, their entire week is ruined shot. and they're pissed yep. and like, I mean, they have literally proven, Aaron, I can't remember, Ryan, uh, Brum, have you ever seen this study where um, I believe it was in Louisiana, they looked at the sentencing of like convicts or something following an LSU loss versus a win and judges sentence harder after the local team loses. I have heard that study. Win. Not a great yeah. reflection on no, our own no, state. Not a great reflection of our of the, the world in which we live, but a great reflection of the passion that we are talking about right now. Like Dylan Meadows gives us an awesome $50 super chat. Shout out Dylan. He Big loves shout out Dylan. We love you, Dylan. He says go Tigers. And then he uh, says in the chat, 
Um, it's better for us in the South because it's a religion and it's not as much business and cutthroat like the NFL, still a business, but feels a bit more like a community business, emotional investments only. Uh, yeah, so I I, 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 I agree. I mean, I, I think we're all kind of on the same page here. And if you're listening yeah. to snaps, like, you know, chances are you pretty much feel the same. Um, now, all that said. One, one, one quick, quick, quick. Oh, yeah, go ahead. If you're, if you're listening to us right now, Take two seconds, smash the thumbs up button. Boom. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. How about this? Um, I, I, dude, I grew up, I used to go to every Hawks game. Uh, we had season tickets. I've probably gone to like Ooh. two or 300 Hawks games, dude. I used to love the Hawks, dude. Mookie Blaylock, Steve Smith, Dikembe Mutombo back in the day, Lenny Wilkins as the head coach. Let's go, dude. Uh, all right. Let's start the show. Well, well, well. We just talked about, uh, your UGA Bulldogs and the impending dominance that does feel a bit inevitable at this point. And uh, thus, we start right there, Aaron Murray. When you look at the field, right, if it's Georgia versus the field, who in the field, and this doesn't even have to be a team that you would think would maybe be even most likely to meet up or yeah. make the playoff, but who in the field gives Georgia their biggest challenge? Ooh, uh, it's one of two teams for me. It's it, it's Tennessee. I, I I think beating a team still. twice. Yeah, I still think it's Tennessee. Um, I think beating a team twice, especially then having to go on a neutral field, is always challenging. Um, and I still think Tennessee is a very good team. I think Tennessee, as we've alluded to, is in the driver's seat right now, most likely going to get into the playoffs at that number four spot. Uh, feel pretty good about that right now, as they should as well. And then Ohio State. You know, Ohio State is still. An elite offense that's playing without their best receiver, Jackson Smith and Jigba, has been out for 90% of the season. You throw him back into the equation at some point with C.J. Stroud and with some of the other weapons that have emerged. I, I like them. The one thing that concerns me about Ohio State is the fact that we've seen them struggle at times running the football. They did a better job last week kind of getting downhill, getting behind the offensive line and just going forward, less misdirection. So if they can improve that area and if they can show me that they can run the football against Michigan, then they shoot up to my number one. But the difference between Ohio State and Tennessee is Tennessee, at least on the offense side of the football, has shown us that they can be multiple. They can run the football. They can throw the football. They can go up tempo. They can do all the things that that, that could give Georgia a difficult time on a neutral site because all these dog fans and everyone watching like, oh, look, they just, you know, they didn't do crap against Georgia two weeks ago. I get it. It was a bad game. Georgia played great. And if we had a, a, a rematch, I'm not saying that Georgia's defense would 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 not dominate once again. I'm just saying that if there's a team, in my opinion, that could maybe, maybe give that defense some struggle, it would be a rematch versus the Volunteers uh, or Ohio State, too, if they get their own game going. Yeah, I mean, no look, one else. That, 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 that's kind of one of the reasons why it took so long in getting this, not just because I was enjoying our last combo, because I don't know that I find the biggest challenge of Georgia would be terribly interesting because it doesn't seem to be a great challenger, especially because both times we have seen Georgia actually focus in, it has left a lot to be desired uh, for the other side, right? I mean, you mentioned Ohio State, obviously that is the answer. And, and look, we got our guy Lance in the chat who says, go blue, keep sleeping, Georgia. Um, we need some good, and, and by the way, as we, you know, to go back to what we were just talking about, I do want to say that I view the big 10 country as the same way 
that I view the SEC. I know we drew a lot of north and south lines in the sand. That's not really the case, right? It's just kind of pockets that love college football. And Big Ten fan bases, Big Ten geography, they love college football the same way that the SEC loves college football. So shout out to Lance. Shout out to, uh, I think we got an Ohio State fan in here as well that I'm missing. Anyway, um, but the problem is, as much as I like Lance in Michigan, like Michigan may beat Ohio State, but they're still, I don't think, a great matchup for Georgia. We've talked about it on the no. show before. They want to do a lot of the same things Georgia wants to do, only potentially, um, at least in our eyes, we don't think. So I'd be great if we had a playoff where we could, you know, actually play out all these games. But in our eyes, uh, they are Georgia just with less talent. And so that's going to be very hard for Michigan to overcome. Uh, TCU, well, you know how I feel about my Horn Frogs. Uh, I don't think they have the talent level to keep up with Kirby and Georgia right now. Um, and we've already seen what happens with Tennessee. Uh, LSU and feels we saw what much more fallible. Yeah, we saw yeah. what happened with Oregon. Um, and look, La Petite Trojan boys, as much as I love them, Georgia's offense mm. would take them and chew them. It'd be like free, five, full, full. Yeah. They would just gnash their bones into dust, essentially. Um, LSU, nope, not after last week, especially. I thought that after watching the film yesterday, um, uh, Arkansas, or now Barry Odom did, had a great game plan, but. Yep. LSU still got to prove to be able to overcome some looks like they were just basically dropping eight, but using those two middle linebackers kind of in like a zone coverage, but they were also spying like, and, and Jaden Daniels wasn't confident. Was he seen? And he wasn't confident enough to take no. the shots like Kirby smart and company could put together a defensive game plan. I think that could shut down LSU. Uh, unfortunately right now. Um, and, you and just no, have to be, you, have to, no. you have to be elite. You have to be elite. You have to be elite on offense. You have to be multiple on offense. And then the issue is you have to be also really good on the defense side of the football. I just don't see either team. Like, Georgia's the most complete team in America. They're one of the best offense or defenses in America. And right now, they're one of the best offenses in America. And it, some teams have won. Like, Ohio State has a great offense. Could they score against Georgia? Could they score in the mid-30s, the high-30s? I don't think so. I think Georgia can keep any offense right now in America to probably in the high-20s. Uh, and then Ohio State's defense, while they have been improved this year, I really don't know how good they are. And you can say the same thing with Michigan. Like I, that's a funny thing. Like you look at the Big Ten right now, and and at the moment, I want to pull this stat up. I I, I, I heard it um, earlier today from someone. I just want to confirm right now. But Michigan's the number one scoring defense in America. Illinois is number three. Minnesota's four. Iowa's five. Ohio State's seven. And then Iowa State is nine. Is that because the defenses in the Big Ten are good, or is it because all the offenses in the Big Ten are garbage? No, that's, that, that's, that's a reflection that's, of conference identity, for sure, right there. Yes. That is conference yeah, identity it just, and culture. It, it, it's, it's Ohio State really is the, the offense, and you know Michigan can run the football, but I still don't think Michigan if, – like, if Georgia lines up and shuts down Michigan's run game like they did last year in the bowl game, I, I J.J. still has not shown me enough this season – that if you put the ball in his hands and say, hey, kid, go throw the ball yeah. 35, 40 times, that they're going to be able to win the football game against Georgia and those DBs. So they are way too one-dimensional for me to feel like they could get even in the 20s versus Georgia. Um, I, and then they get to face a good correct. offense. 
I think that is correct. But somebody accused me of calling Michigan a poor man's UJ. No, not a poor man's UJ. I would oh, call I Michigan. I would call Michigan like a Kirkland brand UGA. Okay. Kirkland brand is great. Like I love Kirkland brand. They got excellent prices. Uh, and it's just kind of maybe a step below whatever the, uh, the kind of brand name AKA is. Poor man's Georgia. No, 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 wise man's Georgia. Okay. Kirkland brand Costco. We talked about it yesterday. That kid with the Costco card years beyond where he should be. Okay. There is nothing wrong with being a bit off brand. Okay. We're just out here trying to save a little money. Okay. That's not being poor. It's just called being fiscally responsible. Aaron Murray. Um, that said, Michigan's still a very good football team. And I think Michigan should still be Ohio State. Or could beat Ohio State. The only thing that upsets me is that Michigan didn't challenge themselves in the out of conference. And if you're a Michigan yep. fan, you should probably be upset as well because it actually might screw you. Uh, when you kind of start to play scenarios out, there, if you are a one loss Michigan with your only loss to Ohio State, you'll be up against uh, maybe like a one loss Tennessee. You could be up against a one loss Clemson. That's an ACC champion, a lot of these other schools. And what's going to hurt them is no out-of-conference Power 5 win. And the worst part is, Aaron, they had a series with UCLA on the books that they canceled and replaced with Hawaii. So, like, Hawaii. unfortunately, if that does end up screwing over Michigan, it is a classic you-reap-what-you-sow sort of deal. Uh, for whatever reason, you don't want to challenge What happened yourself. in this situation? If the kid is in the room... No, no, oh, wait, sorry, no, let, me, let me play the situation out for you first before you say you don't know. <laughs> no, no, I thought I thought you were asking me what happened with uh, Michigan and UCLA canceling. Oh no! I, no yeah, oh no yeah, no! My bad. Oh no no no! Let me. Um, this is this is a legitimate scenario, and I think this conversation is going to be had in the committee room in two weeks. If if Ohio State beats Michigan, and you have a one loss Michigan, you have a one loss Tennessee. Like yes, the the the. The strength of schedule is in favor of Tennessee, but then there's going to be a lot of fans that say, okay, Michigan is the better football team though. And, and, and I think that is going to be a legitimate conversation in that room of like who actually is the better football team. And this may be me being SEC biased. You can say that. I don't know. I think if you put those two teams on a field right now, you put Tennessee versus Michigan on a neutral site, I would take Tennessee to win that football game. I, 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 mm, oh boy, I'd have to really think about it. I, th- I, I think it would be very close. I don't, I don't know enough about Michigan secondary. If it's honestly. close enough, though, if it's close enough, though, would you not lean to the team that has the better strength of schedule, which would be Tennessee? Hmm. I mean, Michigan's going to have one ranked win. Well, this okay, no, 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 okay, win. I think. I, if if I am talking about trying to say who do I think would win that game, my main path to be there would be diving into Michigan film and seeing how I actually feel about that secondary. Uh, They have a very good defensive line. Could they consistently get pressure on Hinton Hooker and make that hard on him? Kind of the same way that Georgia did. I mean, that was the big difference. Tennessee's tackles like hadn't given up like any sacks, like almost all year. And then Georgia was living inside of Hinton Hooker. If if Michigan could do the same thing, obviously they'd have a great chance. To me though, Aaron, the committee wants to avoid um at least the perception of subjectivity, right? Like anytime they can have an objective metric to lean on, they will lean on it. And that is why something like strength of schedule is so attractive to them. 
Because, yeah, Michigan fans would be upset and say, no, we think we're the better team. And they can be like, well, you know, we can't know that. We didn't prove it. We don't know. We don't play the game. And, unfortunately, they have quality wins that you do not. And that's just kind of the – the way it goes. Uh, so it's, 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 look, it's all of this talk is just a sign that we need the 12 team playoff immediately as soon. Well, once again, as I said it last possible. week, I, I think a 12 game, a 12 team playoff would be entertaining. I think it'd be fun. I think two through 12 would be who knows who would win any, any given game, but there's still no doubt in my mind that at the end of it, Georgia would, would come out victorious. Well, that's right fair. Now. But like, again, they, they, yeah. again, Again, though, again, but we never fun. know. We never know. No, I think we and, do and you never know. No, no, you don't know. No, we, do That's know. The thing. we do know. We just don't we know. Do know. What if like Stetson goes There's down not a team right now. Right? There's not a team right now that when they want to turn hurt. it on. You don't know what okay. if Stetson gets. I'm not, I'm not putting, I'm knocking on wood here. I'm not putting that out there. All I'm showing. I, I still not, feel confident playing. that they have more depth than anyone else right now. Because I feel confident if, if Stetson did get hurt, Carson go out there and do his thing. And then the. Wow. And then so you're this still defense, as Dequavius. This football so team is built on defense. After all I'm these a, years, I'm you're not still a, I'm as, not a Dequavius yeah. hater. You're I'm saying not. he's incidental to the success. He can go down, and it would not cost you against not even the second-best team in the country. That is what you just said. You just said that Dequavius means nothing to this team. No, I said I said that the, the depth that has been <laughs> built by Kirby and the fact that Carson has stayed gives me confidence. Carson knows the system, could jump wow. right in there and have success. And then the way this team is built with defense, 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 they're going to give themselves a chance to always win games because they're never going to be out of it. That's why I have comments in Georgia. All I know is, and I get that generally in college football, the team at the top doesn't do this, but every week we have a couple of results that shock us, like truly shock us. You know, maybe it was Arizona, UCLA was the most recent one. And then look at all these national champions for the past like 10 or 15 years, Aaron. I know there's some undefeated teams mixed in there, um, but most have one loss. So yeah. most best teams in the country got caught on one day. Now, great teams tend to have a way of not making that one day when it matters most, but it can happen. And ultimately, that's why it all needs to be resolved the field. Like, I, I feel you. Would I bet on Georgia to win a 12-team playoff? Yes. Would I still much rather see them have to run that gauntlet? Absolutely. freaking 100%. 100%. 100%. All right. So we're in agreement then that Ohio State's probably the, the biggest challenge to Georgia back. I think Tennessee. And look. Uh, oh, you think Tennessee. My bad. I, I do think, I think Ohio Tennessee State. I, I still think that there is a um, – I think Ryan Day's record is incredible. I think Ohio State is more talented than Tennessee. Like, they're probably the only other team that's on par with Georgia from a pure recruiting NFL talent standpoint. And that, yeah, the defense isn't great, but I could see a world where C.J. Stroud and Ohio State come out with a great game plan and can maybe put up points. Like, they're probably the only team that I could see, and I don't think this would be likely, but they're the only team that I could see, like, breaking 30 potentially on Georgia. So I'll still go. Let's not forget Tennessee. Ohio State. Hennon, missed, Hennon missed two bombs that would have resulted in touchdowns if, if, if you know, he's been accurate. What we always say about Hennon every single year. Every uh, yeah, single so week, Georgia sucks. One of the most accurate. 
no response. I mean, if Jalen if Jalen Hyatt could do it, Marvin Harrison Jr. could do it. Did you see Marvin Harrison? Marvin Jr. Harrison is a beast. Last week. Oh, I know. It was I know. He's a freak. Where he like kept I his just, leg just, up in the air and did the split. There's like two. There's a couple players this year. I'm just like, when are they going to come back? Jackson Smith and Jigba for Ohio State. Ad Mitchell. I think both teams kind of like look at their schedule right now and say, why rush it? Let these guys be 100, percent and then we'll put them out there when we need them. Like I guarantee you, Jackson Smith and Jigba will be out there versus versus Michigan, and Ad Mitchell probably won't play until LSU. Why why rush it is a funny concept when we're in week 12 of the season. Yeah, I think we're up to now. Yeah, why rush it? You know, it's not like we only, it's not it's like we only play like 15 but that's, but that's, weeks. That's, but that's why they're so like, like their schedule, especially the Big Ten. Like it's an interesting conversation that maybe we can have tomorrow is like the Big Ten this year. You know, it's like Iowa may be in the Big Ten championship game. Like once Illinois yes. loses to Michigan no, no, no. this weekend, no, not yet, Iowa not has a clear yeah. path. Yeah, yes. they have to win the next two games, which they probably could. And you have Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. Like, that is how bad that conference okay. is once you get past Ohio State and Michigan. Well, so, that's more of a yeah. factor of the way the divisions are cut in half. Because uh, the three best teams in the Big Ten but, this but year are all in the, good in the East. Yeah, but yeah. You, have uh, State, you have three good yeah, teams. Pitt's, you have three yeah. good teams. You have three good uh, teams. I, that's it. I, oh, man, where was it, dude? I had I – had, um, I mean, those I three good Iowa. teams might be three of the 12 best teams in the country. Uh, it is, what was yeah. the score between Penn State? What was the score between Penn State and and Michigan and Ohio State? Yes, they got worked. And Penn State does not they have a lot worked. of quality wins. But Penn State is pretty inarguably three of the – those three teams are three of the top 15 to 20 teams in the, in I mean, the country. I mean, look, I mean, to that, to that point, right, I think that um, – well, hmm. Like, but, but, okay, but it, it, when viewed through that m- metric, Aaron, I mean, how much better is the SEC? UGA's an elite team. I think you could put Tennessee there, even though that's kind of a flash in the yep. pan type of deal. Alabama, but also Alabama's not kind of elite this year. Like Lance in the chat says Michigan, or no, he said Penn State greater than LSU. I think that'd be a really close game. Like, I think Penn State LSU would mm. be a really good game. So, so I, 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 I don't know. I think LSU's a better team. I think LSU's a better team than them. I think. If you put the whole conference up against one another, I do think the lower, the mid-level of the SEC may be a bit better mid-level of the the, the yes. Big Ten, but but I don't know that I think it's a drastic uh, difference. Who, who would win a game right now between Alabama and Michigan? Um, I mean, dude, Alabama got their ass kicked on the line by LSU. Like, Michigan would control the line of scrimmage. I'm not willing to sit here and say that Alabama would just outright win that. I I, I, I can't. I, I can't. Say I think that. Alabama would be slightly, slightly favored on a neutral field. You know what? Well, of course, yes, they would be you know favored. Yeah, for sure. But yes. but like but consider the historic, you know, benefit of the doubt that Alabama has. Even then, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think that Michigan. I, I, I would hold, be really Michigan's only for... six and a half point dogs on the road against Ohio State. So like, I think they are. I think they are very similar in terms of. Yeah. Like strength right. of team through 10 weeks. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates, 
to coaches play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics and IL deals. JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Yo, what's going on, y'all? T-Bob here inviting you to make... Every moment more of this college football Saturday with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And remember, I keep telling you all about it, but uh, right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. So what happens is uh, you do that no-sweat bet, however much you put in. If you lose, you get that much money back in free bets. So, like, let's say you want to, like, deposit 100 right? Okay, you just do your no-sweat bet there, and if you lose, you still get to bet that 100 Maybe you double up. You got a little extra. So uh, sign up for the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Use the promo code SNAPS. And also, if you don't listen to SNAP, you should listen to me and Aaron Murray, and it's college football, and it's awesome. Uh, and look, when you're talking about FanDuel, you can bet it however you want, right? You want to do um, parlays that cover the entire Saturday. You want to do same-game parlays. You come to a game live late, and you want to live bet a same-game parlay. They can do it all. Playoff futures? You sick son of a... We gotcha, okay? All the playoff futures your little college football heart can desire. For what it's worth, looking at the board this weekend, bit of a tricky board. 
LSU minus 14 and a half against UAB. I kind of like Tigers at home, night in Death Valley. Going to want to show out after a poor offensive performance last week. We'll keep an eye on it. Uh, and look, the app is easy to use. Uh, great odds. And when you win, you get paid fast. So see for yourself why FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. By downloading the FanDuel app today, sign up with the promo code SNAPS and get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in free bets and bet on college football all season long. That's SNAPS. Have a great day. I would love to see I would love to see Alabama versus, say, Clemson or Michigan if, if, if those two teams don't make it. Because obviously we know Alabama's not, but if Michigan and Clemson don't make the playoffs, we'd love to see oh, Alabama versus one of those teams in a bowl game. But the awesome. only issue is... I guarantee you, like, why would Bryce play in a bowl game? Why would Will Anderson play in a bowl game? Yeah. Like, you're not going to get a complete, like, so So Michigan's probably going to win the game without two of the best players in the country playing for Alabama. Like, what's I mean, the point right of that there, point for those two guys playing? But That's the right there, and another reason for an expanded playoff, right? Like, even if a lot yeah. of the games are going to be shit, no at one least is arguing if you're with daily... you about expanded playoff. Oh, no, 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 no. I know, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying, no, no, I agree, I agree, but I'm just saying it's funny because we used to debate it, and now it feels like these truths are becoming self-evident. Like in the age when people are bailing on bowl games, rightfully so, for their NFL careers, if you dangle the carrot of a championship in front of them, even if you're like the 12 seed, you technically can win a championship maybe, like you probably end up playing in that game, I got okay, I got it because I wanted to get to this yesterday, and we did it, but uh, in terms of Iowa, because you're right. Okay, Iowa will control their own destiny when Illinois loses this weekend. Iowa just beat Wisconsin, winning 24 to 10, gaining 146 total yards. The Hawkeyes had 2.1 yards per play. Spencer Petrus passed for 94 yards, Aaron, and had negative 41 rushing yards, meaning the quarterback of the winning team that won 24 to 10 accounted for 50 three total yards they oh. punted nine times and that probably are your big 10 west champions yeah that, that line that, that line is going to be in the high 20s maybe 30s if iowa faces ohio state or michigan in, oh in, in the God, big 10 championship dude. game it's, it's just there's no reason why too we need to get we need to get beautiful. rid of divisions you need to get yeah. rid of divisions like yeah i think so the fact that michigan doesn't get a chance of or Ohio State doesn't get the chance to play for the Big Ten championship game, depending on that that game and that outcome, is absurd. And Iowa has a chance to get in there. Um, like, Brum, I, I no, I, I'm sorry, Aaron. I I, I agree. Yeah. Um, Brum, I am making an executive decision here, and I think we're probably just going to have to ignore the rundown because Crankmaster Mason in the chat brings up uh, another. We do whatever you want. want to to. We got ten minutes left. And, this show has been and, nonsense. We can do whatever. I just you want. yeah. I just yeah, looked yeah. at the show the time. So I was like, man, we <laughs> all right, bro. You guys got a free hey, period bro. today. Look, man, time flies when you're having fun. Okay, and we're having a great time here, hanging out with all of y'all. We love y'all so much. Uh so but Brum, you're gonna like this because you're the one that brought this up yesterday, and me and Aaron were like very prickly about it, but I've come around. Crankmaster Mason says Notre Dame took Clemson out of the playoffs. Well, Crankmaster, I too am a Crankmaster, mm. by the way, once or twice a day, oh, uh, are pretty you? much my entire <laughs> life. <you>? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, not so fast, Mr. Mason. I'm not entirely sure that Clemson is out of the playoff. In fact, the more you think about it, they kind of have a shockingly clear path to the playoff Aaron Murray. 
And the reason is, again, USC is the only hope for the Pac-12. We all know about how hard their last three games are. We talked about this, right? Let's just assume that USC loses. Although I don't think this will happen, or I think there's a good chance it won't happen. Um, let's say the TCU loses, okay? So Big 12 out. Nope. Well, maybe not. We'll come back to TCU. But uh, yes. let's say you have a one-loss TCU Big 12 champion. Well, if you have a one-loss ACC champion Clemson, who does have a little bit of benefit of the doubt from the brand, who would have a really nice ACC win, I'm guessing, over a one-loss UNC, you know, unless UNC yep. screws it up over the next couple of weeks, um, Clemson would have a better resume than Michigan. Like Clemson would have a, let's say you have a one-loss Michigan or one-loss Ohio State, Clemson would actually probably have a better resume. You could argue that the UNC win would maybe be over a higher-ranked team than Penn State's at a time. We, we would have to wait and see. But overall, you would probably have more quality wins there. And 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 we do know that the committee loves conference champions. So, like, yep. in this scenario, you obviously have Georgia getting in. You have the winner of the Big Ten getting in. Um, and then it's maybe like a Tennessee. But then you arrive at either one loss Clemson, one loss TCU, or uh, a one loss Big Ten team. Yep. And well, the thing, the thing, the thing that Clemson needs, the thing that Clemson needs, they need Notre Dame to beat USC. Yeah. So not only does that knock out so the Pac-12, it makes their loss, it make their loss look better. And yeah. I think they need Florida State to continue to win. I mean, Florida State right now is on an absolute tear. Seven and three. If Florida State wins the next two weeks, Louisiana, then versus Florida, nine and three. You know, a nine and three Florida State's probably top fifteen. So not only, you know, yeah. now you have a top fifteen win, you 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 beat North Carolina, who'll probably be a top ten win. So yeah, like to me, like they're I don't want to see it because I don't think they deserve it. I don't think they're a top four team. I think they'll get smashed. Like I, I think a, a if you want to talk about what would the outcome be on the field, I think Tennessee or Michigan would beat them. Whoa, ooh, I think your I think your Mike Mike just changed up there, Aaron. Uh, one thing that uh, somebody says uh, one loss home. Where was it? Andy J says Clemson resume versus USC resume. Who you got? Look, the bottom line with USC, their resume is not nice right now. But if USC wins out their resume will be nice. Uh, It'll be three big ranked wins in a row, which would um, propel them into the playoff. Like USC absolutely controls their own destiny to making the playoff right now. My biggest question in the, and, and, you know, we go so deep in these hypotheticals, Aaron, but my biggest question, the hypothetical we laid out is who should get in a one loss TCU that wins the big 12 or a one-loss Clemson that wins the ACC. Because I do think that TCU would have the better resume. Clemson would have the better brand. TCU's loss would have come later, which probably hurts it, whereas Clemson's would have come earlier. I think it's a wash in terms of like game control because we've seen Clemson in plenty of battles. Like, What do you think? If you had one-loss TCU Big 12 champ against one-loss Clemson ACC champ, who should make it? Well, I do think how's my does my mic sound terrible still? No, yeah, it sounds great. No, no, you're back. You just you had okay, like you blew back. it out like you were a singer in a rock show. Whoa. Uh I, I well, first thing, if I think if TCU loses, it's going to be to Kansas State in the Big Twelve Championship game. So that would have been I know, chill out, yes. chill out. Let's just play with the hypothetical. I'm gonna play with the hypothetical here. Um I think Clemson gets in. Damn. I do. I think Clemson gets in. I think I think we we talk about big brands. 
all the time. I think Clemson gets in, especially with with who they're going to beat down the stretch for them to be able to be be in that position. Uh, Aaron uh, and their loss and their loss and their loss would be better. A Notre Dame loss would be better than a loss to Baylor, which is probably the loss that True. that that that's TCU would have. Yeah, that's way a better point. loss. Way better loss. Um, Aaron and a more recent loss Pac- too. And a more yeah. recent loss too. Which hurts. I think all that plays into it. Aaron, who's the best team in the Pac-12? Uh, Oregon. <laughs> Pathetic. Please. You don't even know if Bo Nix is healthy. Dan Lanning's out here playing coy. Oregon, he says, as they lose to Michael Penix. It's Le Petit Trojan Boys. Aaron, um, have you have you updated your lane to the planes uh, thoughts any? Do you think lane can be? Because more and more, every day that passes, I feel like I'm starting to come around to this idea. I think it's the only way. I do. I think like literally that is the only thing that makes sense for both sides, for, for, for Auburn and for Lane Kiffin. Like it is literally, you, you back up the Brinks trucks right now for Lane Kiffin. You say, we have all this NIL. This is your contract. This is the support you're going to get. Go, go make us competitive versus Alabama. Go make us a competitor in the West. Like they, give him everything that he absolutely wants. Let's make this thing happen. But I know you're excited today though. And I'll let you kind of hit this headline. The the rumors swirling around Nebraska and that job opening with your boy Wolf. Yes. So this is a bit interesting. Uh, of course, um, credit to to us here on Snaps. We've been on Ruled in Nebraska since day one. Um, but Mitt Sherman, who writes for the Athletic and has covered Nebraska for like 15 years, right? So one of those old school beat writers that knows a program inside and out says uh, direct quote. It is safe to consider Matt Rule at or near the top of the Huskers' list of targets. Uh, he, he goes on to confirm that Trev Alberts, the AD, and Matt Rule have talked. And while now we are entering speculation, it is a fact that a private jet registered to an Omaha trucking company that gives a lot of money to the Nebraska program flew on Monday from Omaha to Charlotte back Ooh. To Omaha, okay. Uh, correlation, you know, it is what it, you know is is that take it for what it's worth. That now, now then again, uh, trusted source and alleged domestic abuser Zach Smith said on his podcast that Nebraska was striking a deal with Deion Sanders, but this has pretty much gotten uh, shut down. One thing that is interesting here, Aaron, is from what I've gathered, I haven't been able to. Okay, so I know this: Matt Rule is owed forty million dollars by the Panthers. He will get that money no matter what. Whatever yep. his job is, the Panthers will get as like a credit. So let's say you paid him um, $3 million a year. Well, that's $3 million a year that the Panthers don't have to play them, pay him. But the one thing I can't quite figure out, and I think I have it, but again, maybe I'm wrong here. So just know that as I say this. I think Carolina has to pay him that money within four years meaning he's going or within a finite amount of time, meaning he's going to get X amount of money per year. Let's say they have to pay him within four years. So Carolina has to pay him $10 million a year. In theory, you could strike a deal with rule where you're not breaking the bank as much as you would because he's still guaranteed that money per year. So like if it is 10, Maybe you could get him to agree to like a $5 million a year contract for the first four years, and then he's still going to get that other five from Carolina. Well, just, and then uh, if, I'm him, if I'm him, I'm taking nothing. 
I'm going to say give what? me nothing. Like, take all the money that would have been given to me and let's go get That's the best coordinators. Point. Yeah, let's go get the best coordinators in America. Like, let's stack That'd be our so team. That'd be so funny, dude. That'd be so And then so let's funny. find, obviously, I don't know, I guess you can't do it legally. I was going to say find some way to use that money for NIL purposes. But, like, yeah, why Why if you're Matt Rule, would you take a dime from your university? That's a really you good say, point. You take that money. You give it to assistants. You, you, I want to make a staff that is equivalent to, to what Florida staff is right now. I'm going to have an army of the best GAs in America, and we're going to turn this program around in the next four years, and you're not going to have to pay me a dime. Uh, so Matt Rule, Nebraska, has some juice to it. We will see. I would love that. Big calling for that for our day one. Lane to the Plains, I guess I'm starting to come around to. I think the only couple reasons I think Lane could stay is that maybe job security is higher at Ole Miss? Again, I don't know if he cares about that. Um, perhaps he wants a different job than Auburn. I mean, look, Texas, A&M, Oklahoma, just to name a few, these are all jobs that feel like they could be opening up sooner rather than later. And what about this, Aaron? How about this? Am I naive? Is there a chance that Lane is just happy in Oxford? Like, is that crazy? No, like, he, I mean, like, and, 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 and I get it. Like, he's the happy. vibes around the program are fantastic. He's got a yep. beautiful new dog. I think the word in the street is he has a great relationship. Um, everyone loves him. Um, and, and I know that we're always thinking about the bigger, better deal, but like, you know, what happened to being content? Now, I if he was I, content, I guess, he would have stayed, he would have stayed at FAU. Well, no, no, no. There's different levels of contentedness. There's different levels of contentedness. There, gotten paid, been gotta go, boys. Lane oh, wants to be go. a winner. Lane wants to compete for championships. He said in his post-game speech, I told you, man, what he did in that post-game speech was a huge indicator and a message to Auburn faithful and to the, the dudes that make the real decisions there at Auburn that I'm here to win championships. And he gone, baby. He's gone. Hey, you know, Aaron, I hope you enjoy your new deck. Um, I really hope Papa Yellowwood gives you your new deck that you're so desperately fishing for. We got to go. A uh, huge, massive thank you. To everybody hanging out with us in the chat, you know, we love y'all so much. It's so much fun doing this every day. Huge thank you to everyone listening, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please, please, please rate it and review it and share it with your friends. It helps us a ton. If you're on YouTube, please hit the like button, share it. A huge thank you to FanDuel, uh, the sportsbook app. Uh, use the promo code SNAPS. A huge thank you to The Volume for having us on here. And a massive thank you to Ryan Brumley, Paul Farrington, Pat Gunner, our excellent production team. Thank you. Aaron Murray, we love y'all, and we'll see you tomorrow for some more snaps. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. 